Hello and welcome. I'm Jeff Bonanno, and you are listening to the Do Something Nice podcast. Do, 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 do something, 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 do something, do something, do something, do something nice, do something nice, do something nice, do something nice. Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of Do Something Nice. How was your day? I hope things are well, and I hope you are enjoying this fine day because it's another day you are alive, and that's always something to be thankful for, isn't it? Well, I've had some good times sharing some of the many stories I've been coming across, and it's only going to get better the more and more I do this podcast. I've shared so many feel-good stories that I decided to switch things up for a moment. I hope that's okay with you. Do Something Nice is a podcast about good stories and good people, and in this episode, I'd like to introduce a good person who has stuck with me for a huge portion of my life. This man who is joining me today has so many of his own stories in life. He often centers himself with comedy because when life does get you down, what better way to heal from it than to laugh? This man is a fellow host on our other podcast called Sparks of Interest, a podcast about topics which stem from our own hometown, but then broadened to all of our listeners who would like to listen in. And he is often our comic relief when things get too serious. Along with that podcast, he is also the host of another podcast called Rule Books Anonymous, a podcast about all things games. And again, is quite often the comic relief in that podcast as well. Who is this guy? Well, let me introduce to you my dearest friend, Dennis Bagley. How are you, Dennis? I'm doing good. Good. So... You know, I, I wanted to take this time, while it's a little different of an episode, to listen to your story okay, and hear about what somebody has done good for you. Well, this goes back to, gosh, uh, the early 2000s before I was with my wife. And I was going through a rough patch, mostly because I was bitter and single and I was just looking for that companionship, you know, just... And it, it's nice to have a girlfriend at that point. Sure. I had succeeded at one point. And when you're by yourself for many, many, many years, you you get that bit of happiness. And I, I was just absolutely ecstatic that I finally had someone. But it was not meant to be. It, it did not last very long. And I received an email of all things of this individual breaking up with me. I'm not going to go into the details of what she said because it's mostly irrelevant. Mm -hmm. But I made a very foolish mistake when I started reading that. I'm prone to depression, and I broke one of the rules that you do when you get depressed. I went, I got a beer, I drank it, I read the email again, I drank another one, read it again, and by the time my friend 
Norton came over to pick me up for college that night. I was about four or five in. And it was not it was totally subconscious at that point. I I was just, you know, having a drink. So we end up going to class and I'm a little out of it naturally. He's making excuses and telling a professor, no, 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 he's just not not feeling well and everything. And unfortunately for me, I fell into that spiral. When I was not at work, I was having a drink. Mm. I did this for an entire month after the breakup email. Wow, that's a long time. I don't remember too much of that month, to be perfectly honest. I, I joke sure. about it on other shows, but for the most part, I really don't remember. Mm-hmm. Because I was just blitzed out of my mind. So it got to be towards the end of that month, and a friend of mine came back from college just to visit and everything. We started off at uh, one of the cantinas where they had cheap margaritas. I proceeded to have about five or six of those. They were relatively small, so it's not like, you know, huge drinks. After that, went to uh, an Irish pub where I proceeded to have two stouts and uh, a Guinness. And, you know, this whole while, I'm not even registering how much I'm having. Mm -hmm. So we get to uh, another friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Sam. We went to, to his apartment to hang out with him. Walk in the door, Sam's greeting our friend, and first thing I do is walk over to their fridge and help myself to one of their drinks. So we decided at this point we're just going to watch a movie and hang out. I end up laying down on the couch and I don't fall asleep. I end up passing out. Mm. So if you're keeping tally, I've had far too much to drink. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, that just sparks the depression, unfortunately. So when I regained consciousness, I decided that, okay, I've, I've got to get home because I have work tomorrow. How I got home, I don't know because I really didn't register that I was driving. It was a very stupid mistake on my part. Right. Um, you know, God, God watching out for me or the universe or something. I don't know how I got home. Got home, my dad was still awake, and I just kind of like give him a hand, you know, head shake, you know, hey, hey, Pop, I'm going to bed. Go upstairs and just proceed to pass out. So... That was a, a really bad night because, again, it's just I did not realize how much I'd had to drink, how much I had been doing and everything. The next day, my buddy Norton, had he had been texting me and calling me to make sure that I was okay. And then the same with Sam, same with this other friend that was visiting. Even the girl that had broken up with me had called and texted to see how I was doing. I was like, oh, this is kind of unusual. And I went downstairs. My daddy looks at me and he says, son, I know that you're at that age where you are legally able to go out and drink and have fun and all that. That's fine. But please don't ever drive home in that state again. You can call me. You've got friends that can take you home. We don't want anything to happen to you. And then I listened to the voicemails and looked at the texts And everyone had pretty much the same thing to say. And it was just, we're really concerned about you. You 
have have been hitting the bottle to the excess. And I did not realize that I had been doing that. I just just kept doing it. It was it was as natural as just waking up and brushing my teeth. I would just wake up and grab a drink when I wasn't working. But if it wasn't for the people checking on me and giving me that eureka moment, that eye-opening moment, I might have continued. And I may not even have been here today. Wow. That's amazing. It was, yeah, it was a dark time, but things got a lot better. I, I spent more time with the friends. I just, I cut off the drinking and I, well, I replaced it with Slurpees and soda. So. <laughs> well, and, and it's amazing how our friends can really be, you know, that light in our life. And when we're in a state that we don't know what's going to happen next, or we don't even realize where we're at, our friends are people that will actually take that step without the need for recognition to help us out. Yes. You know, so it sounds like you, you know, have a lot of good friends. I have a lot of good people that even today when I'm not drinking or anything like that, they'll still check to make sure that I'm okay. That's a good thing. I, I really, I'm really thankful for that. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So, Dennis, um, in each episode, uh, I like to also include a powerful quote that best ties into the topic. Um, but today, would you like to share a quote? Hmm. That's kind of a hard one because I, I don't know of any good quotes to go along with this. But again, I, I just want to say, like, my, my friends ha- and family were my light in that dark time. And it was very important to well, me good. to know that they were there to help me. Yeah, that makes sense. So your friend, your loved ones are your light. Don't ever lose sight of that. How about that? You know, I love that one. <laughs> I love that one. You know, that's definitely one that uh, um, many of our listeners can, you know, even repeat back in their heads. Uh, when you have somebody in your life that is a good friend, um, you never realize that that light is always going to be there, even though you can't see it. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, definitely think about that because, um, you know, there are times in our life where we need that that sense of hope and we don't know where else to look for it. And it's within our friends. Yes. So how about you? What good deeds are you doing in your life which helps someone else? You don't have to do much. It could just be a simple task as doing something to make someone in your life smile or laugh, getting a text and and just having somebody there knowing that they're okay. If you haven't done something like that before, what better time than now to start? With all the hatred and anger in the world, we need someone such as yourself to help make this world and your friends a better place. That's why I'm challenging you to do something nice for someone without being caught. Maybe it's you paying for the next person in line at the drive-thru, or while at your favorite restaurant, tell the waiter you'll pick up the tab of the person two tables over. Maybe it's just you picking up your phone and sending your friend a text just to check in or say hi, make sure that they're okay, give them a call, or swing by their house. You know, you could try it once a week, then maybe again in a few weeks. Maybe work yourself into a routine or make a game of it. Who's going to contact who the most? 
See how often you can do it without even getting caught in a month. They don't even realize that you're doing this. You're just being a good friend. Now, regardless what you do, if you do get caught, that's okay. Just tell them that you're there for them as a friend. Or if it's something else, you know, tell them about the challenge and encourage them to pay it forward. I just want to give a big thank you to my friend Dennis, who was able to share his story and the impact that it makes on his life. Thank you so much, Dennis, for being here. Uh, thank you. Well, my friend, that's it for this episode, and I certainly hope it either added to your wonderful day or helped make your day that much better. I would love to hear your feedback and ratings. And if you would like to follow this show on social media, you can on Facebook at Do Something Nice Podcast, on Twitter at Be a Nice Ninja, or you can also find this podcast at DoSomethingNice.net. I'm also proud to say this podcast can now be found on iHeartRadio Podcasts. So if that's the podcast platform of your choice, please subscribe there and send me your feedback. Plus, I can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, CastBox, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Again, a big thank you to my dear friend Dennis Bagley for sharing his story. And thank you so much for listening in. And remember to be a nice ninja and do something nice. Take care.